This is The Guardian. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, it's your favorite Aries here, and this week we're talking astrology. Saturn enters Pisces in 2023, and it's going to stay there for two years and a half. So let me tell you about Taurus, right? They're the perfect sign. You're an Aquarius with Sagittarius rising. I call Sagittarius the truth monster. You're listening to Pop Culture with me, Shante Joseph for The Guardian. Guys, we're in 2023 and it is a fresh start. So we thought it'd be a good time to make some predictions for the year. And what a better way to do that than to look at the stars for guidance. And I absolutely love astrology. It helps me to avoid terrible men as well as explain away my broken devices. And it's not just me. It's on dating apps, social media profiles, memes, TikToks. Astrology is such a huge part of pop culture now. There's even a dating show which pairs contestants up based on their natal charts. Clara Ampho is the host of Written in the Stars, an astrology fan and a friend of mine. And I was curious as to how a show like this even works. Well, um, so Written in the Stars, yeah, it's a money dating show, which I loved making. Uh, and it, the basic premise is we've got 12 single people and they've come to this gorgeous, gorgeous house in Greece. And they came under the premise um, of being matched on a show that they thought was called Summer Loving. And then episode one, I turn off and I'm just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're here to find love here to date, but you've been matched by astrology. So they've been matched specifically by our three experts who are amazing, Michelle, Colin and Francesca, and they've been matched by their star signs as well as their birth chart. Three days into the astrological experiment and our couples are starting to work on their relationship dynamics. Hello, hello. As well as their bespoke sessions, the astrologers will be setting the group challenges to give them more insight into their matches. We see the love the laughs, the drama and all of it unfold over the episodes. So do you believe then that it's possible to be romantically matched to someone simply by your star sign? And were there any moments on the show where you were like, I can't believe how good this is? I do, actually. It was it was really fascinating. Like I, I got an education. I think I'd always been, you know, an observer of astrology, like in a casual sort of um sponge of it. We are at the point where astrology and pop culture have never been so 
I think, inextricably linked. Mm, mm. It's just, you know, even the way that, like, I chat with my friends in real life and online, like, you know, it's like, you know what, I think I'm like a Cardi Sun and a Megan Rising and, like, a Nicki Moon. Like, do do you know what I mean? It's just... It's just how we speak now. Yes. And I and I think, you know, whether you take stuff completely seriously or as gospel or whether you have a casual interest or not, I think when it permeates pop culture at that level where you can like fling it around like that and someone and someone's gonna get it, I think that I think that's quite significant. I am obsessed with it. Like I get new moon readings very regularly. I get like tarot readings. I get chart readings. Like I am so in that world. And like, even though when I get my readings, I don't like kind of say, oh, I'm going to avoid doing this and avoid doing that because of this. But I am, I take account of it and I'm like, what is this telling me? And how has it linked to like past patterns? And what has it told me about things before? And like, I have, I'm, I'm engaging with it in a healthy way, but it has definitely become like a bigger part of my life as I think more about like religion and culture and what I've been taught to believe and stuff like that. So it's taking more of like a precedent for me in my life. For some people, it's still a bit like taboo, but for me, I'm I'm 100% in there. Like I'm obsessed with it. Well, that's why, well, that, well, that's the thing. And that's why I loved doing Written in the Stars, just because like out of all the singles, it was a mixed bag of people. Like, cause there were some people, you know, who were like very much like you, like, you know what? I'm really into this. I fully believe in it. And mm-hmm. we had some, some of our, some of our singles were just like, nah, this, this isn't me. And some were indifferent. And, and, and some people's perspectives, like, you know, beliefs changed by, by the end of the series. So I think the thing for me is with astrology, it's always, it's a guide. But I think with everything, it's like, I, I think when it comes to quote unquote organised religion, everything mm-hmm. isn't gospel. It's it's a guide. She says using the phrase gospel to talk about a guide, but you know what I mean? I know for me, I avoid Aquarius men. And it's not because like I've been told Aquarius men don't match with me. It's I have dated Aquarius men and I have been like, you want me dead. There's only one explanation <laughs> for this. And so now I make an effort to literally avoid Aquarius men and I also try to avoid Gemini men not that many of them come in my path but I am absolutely not but do you are there certain signs that you are like hmm weary of if they're trying to like get to know you romantically honestly really yes (laughs) um I'm not gonna lie well fun enough I myself am a Gemini ideally I'm not really trying to mess with with Gemini men Scorpios and Aries not for me although I will say my, one of my very first boyfriends actually was a Scorpio and mm. he was a lovely and gentle, like genuinely like very sweet, like good man. Mm. But every other Scorpio I've met, man I've dated since then, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Also other Aries men I can't because I'm an Aries myself and it's just two loud screams all the time. And I'm like, I need peace. I can't do this. I obviously always avoid them. Yeah, and Aquarius men just... No, just if I know a man is Aquarius, I'm like, do you know what? It's been so good to know that you existed for the past 10 seconds. I'm going to delete it from my mind now and pretend that you don't exist. And how and why did you get into star signs? Was there like a moment for you that you were like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. Or was it a gradual thing? Because I think for me, I started... um, when I finished uni, I started living in South London and one of my flatmates, Rhonda, was really into astrology and really into star science and stuff. And so she had loads of books and she was really into it. And so then I was like, okay, now I'm going to get into it. And then she kind of like 
introduced me to a bit of like an online world of lots of like black women in the astrology space. And then that's when I got hooked because I was like, okay, the other girlies that look like me are doing this. And I'm like, it validated it for me. And I was like, here, let's go. Yeah, I think for me, um, it was, I think just from being a little kid, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, like when your parents would buy the Sunday papers and all like the supplements and that, yeah. I would always, I'd always re- pull out the kids' pages and then I would also just go to like the star sign bits. Yeah. So I just found it really fascinating because I was always like, oh, okay, cool. They're talking to me. And it's just like, I think... I mean, like every little kid has main character syndrome. <laughs> I also think that's the irony of um, of of star signs, and I think you know, following astrology because ultimately it is about you, but then it's also about the shared experience of like the millions of other people that believe in it too. So when you meet other people who are like, "Oh, what's your sign?" You're like, "Okay, you're talking my language. What's your sign?" Oh my god, you're a Gemini too. Oh my god, you're Aries too. Like, let's rock. Like, it's that. Kind of thing, and I think I've I think I've just always I think I've always had an awareness of it, and a curiosity about it. Just and even like you know, like teen magazines, like you know, like they even like I was obsessed with like like graphic design and artwork, and I'd always be so intrigued to see how they would like display the star signs. So like Gemini could either be like two two Barbie dolls, mm. or it would be like a, a romantic picture of like two cherubic twins, or it would be I don't know like. A salt and pepper pot together to represent it and I've, I just always was just drawn to, to that element of it. You, did you remember those websites where you could like put in like your your name and your crush's name or whatever your stuff? Oh like, babe! And it would tell or, or you could text and you could text them your crush's date of birth and yours and I think I always used to do that and that's back when like everyone used to be watching music channels and the music videos were popping and in between they used to have the ads for the ringtones but then they also had the star sign compatibility ones yeah that was my first foray into this world being like does jake from year five maths actually like me and finding out his birthday and texting it and getting charged six quid or something crazy like that I got a funny story about that. Actually, well, no, yeah, one time I remember my dad, God rest his soul, and he was a Virgo, by the way. Very uh, attention to detail, mm. very methodical, very smart. Um, I got in so much trouble because um, I remember I was seeing this boy and he dumped me and I couldn't believe it. And I was so like, ha, ha, ha. and I remember I called like an astrology, like kind of like tarot psychic like line. The phone call ended up being like about, about a hundred quid for like one phone call and my no. dad was absolutely was like, what the, what is this oh my god and I like I got the shaming I got the shaming of my life and I was like banned from using banned from using our phone for, I think for at least like a month or two I'm so yeah. those things were yeah, so man. enticing though what would you say to like the people who are very 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 doubtful of star signs like do you you must come up against it a lot like do you reach a middle ground or do you ever try and convince people actually you know there's some sense in this no you know what I I don't try and ram it down people's throats because I'm still on my, I'm still on my journey of mm. like of, of what I, of what I think about it like I don't I'm absolutely not a non-believer and yeah doing written in the stars like again seeing it in real time I was like wow and the mm-hmm. passion and the like, expertise that Michelle, Colin, Francesca had like any kind of lingering cynicism that I had definitely like melted away. And I think to the people that are hard nosed and like, uh, no, don't care, I'll say, babe, get your chart done. Maybe look back at the choices you've made in your life. Mm. 
and, and, and to see where something's like, because you'd actually be very, very surprised. Having a relaxed approach to it and just being curious and open is more important than being like, oh, this is nonsense. Because I yeah. think like the desire to just write off completely, it's like just, do you mean you lose nothing by being curious about something? So The moon affects the way the water moves. Mm-hmm. The moon, according to some research, affects even how our periods, like yeah. with the premise of our show. I just think it's not that far-fetched. Definitely not. Also, what's your, what's your rising? What's your moon? My moon is also Aries. My rising is a Leo. So it's just like hey! fire, 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 screaming, loud, chaos, arguing, stubbornness. You know, it's just... And I say this with love and respect. So much more about you makes sense now. <laughs> Double Aries, Leo. Okay, okay. It's adding up. It's adding up. Okay. Well, it didn't, well you are the CEO of Shouting, as you say. So. You literally CEO of yelling. That's me. That's it. Of, of course. Let me, let me put some respect. Let me put some respect on the uh, on the brand. The CEO of yelling. The triple fire sign. Oh, well, this Pisces moon says thank you very much for having me. Let's take a planetary pause and when we come back, we'll be talking to the Astrology Vixen to get some predictions for 2023. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back, friends. Sade the Astrology Vixen is someone I've gone to for birth chart readings before. She also writes for the Evening Standard. So let's get right into it. Like when it comes to astrology, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to know the basics. Mm -hmm. And so one of the biggest things that always comes up is, you know, your star sign. Yeah. So how do you know like what your star sign is and what does it say about you basically the sun changes every sign every 30 days so depending on where your birth date falls then that will be your star sign and the star sign that everyone knows it's your basic personality structure it's your basic personality traits um you know for example i'm an aries so you know it's much about being a leader pioneer initiation, new things, new projects, new beginnings. So it really describes like the invisible forces within your personality that's driving your everyday. I'm also in Aries as well. So like, look at us twinning. I just knew we'd be here talking today. Are there other kind of characteristics that come along with your star sign? Is it very much 
individual to each person or are there certain traits that kind of everyone has? Yeah, there's definitely like universal traits. So, you know, for example, you meet another Aries, you know, you will see certain similarities, but obviously as we talk about astrology, there is like a whole deeper web of like different planets that are affecting you in different ways. It's not just your star sign. So I'm glad we can kind of uncover all of that and go deeper into it. One of the most kind of interesting parts of astrology as individuals is your natal chart. Mm. So can you explain kind of what that is and how it works? Yeah, definitely. So with the natal chart, it's basically a timestamp of kind of the cosmic dance at the moment of birth. It's very, very precise. And basically it really influences, you know, the course of our life paths, what we kind of are intuitively gravitated towards. It's such an incredible tool to like understand our instinctual drives, what is in the unconscious. Mm. It's not deterministic, you know, as humans, we're so complex, but it is an unfolding story. And one of my favorite quotes by the Swiss psychologist, Carl Jung, he said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So astrology just basically helps mm. you understand what is in your unconscious, how to bring it alive and how to work with it in a way that is practical, experimental, but also very creative. Yeah. I love that explanation of it as well, because I think people think, oh, you know, star signs, like, oh, you're going to predict the future, but thinking of it more as, like you said, this unfolding and your unconscious and what it says about you and your internal desires and stuff is really interesting. One thing that I was looking at a lot is like um, the fourth house. And I think, I can't remember, gosh, I need to find out, but I think it's like when Pluto is in your fourth house, it speaks a lot about like your relationship with home and like maternal figures and family and stuff like that. And I remember reading it thinking, wow, Wow, like I'm actually like this is this is saying a lot yeah. to me. Listen, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I love all this. I'm already sold. But listen, I've gone way ahead of myself here talking about the houses. But for everyone who kind of has a star sign or is interested in astrology or wants to be interested in astrology, I, I think the number one thing that comes up is like your sun, your moon, and your rising. Yeah. So like, what do these planets? represent or what do these positions represent? Yeah, definitely. So the sun sign that, as I said, it changes every 30 days. It describes our basic personality structure. Um, the moon changes like every two and a half days and that represents our soul. It's like how we emote, how we express our emotions. The moon is like a very hidden private space of who we are. And then the rising, mm -hmm. um, it's the force that pushes us into action. It's the water we drink from. It sustains us. All of these different connections in the chart really help give us an understanding of who we are and seeing how our evolutionary journey will, will play out in different ways. But as I said, it's a story, but you write the story at the end of the day. Yeah, because I definitely feel like I came to astrology when I was like, living to work. And I really wanted to get to know myself. And I, I wanted something that felt a bit more personal. I wanted something to anchor my kind of spirituality to because I was raised in the church. Yeah. And I guess in some in some ways it fulfilled that aspect of me, but I always felt a little bit hungry for more. And for me, astrology kind of helped me to fill those gaps and helped me to give meaning to some things and even discard others. So like, it's been like such a journey for me as well. Mm -hmm. I wonder if across the collective, there is something moving that is making people turn more to astrology as a, as a practice. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, 
There's many different influences, but for me, one of the main ones is the planet Neptune, which is all about spirituality. Um, it's all about the dreams, unconscious, the invisible, what we can't see, but we can feel. And that moved in the sign of Pisces, which um, is, again, all about those same themes. So I think collectively, we're just much more interested in dreams, in um, understanding our soul, in existentialism, but also in your own personal natal chart there are some that are definitely more gravitated towards the invisible. Um, another example that I have is Albert Einstein. Um, he's a was a Pisces son and he was given a compass when he was like four or five years old. And he was just so intrigued by this compass. Like, how did this thing move, right? So he was always fascinated by understanding the invisible. And we could see that in his work as a scientist with coming up with different formulas for energy and quantum physics and all of these things. So it's interesting to see how that story was weaved into his life path. I wanted to bring it back. You know, everybody loves astrology because everybody loves what it tells them about themselves. And so I'm now putting myself in the middle of this and We've kind of already spoken a bit about Aries and we're both Aries mm -hmm. and what that means and what being an Aries says about us. But I'm an Aries sun, Aries moon and a Leo rising. And from that information, mm -hmm. of, co of course, they're all fire signs. What does it kind of say about like my character? Mm. I would say that your self-expression and to express yourself in the most realist, authentic way, regardless of how that will be accepted or resonate with other people, is super important that you do that. For me, Leo, especially as a rising, it's about leading with your heart and really being bold. You know, the late Vivian Westwood, she was an airy sun, Leo moon. And we can see, you know, how much her work was stood out from the crowd and how she allowed her creative juices to flow. And she definitely like crafted her own lane. And as we said, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's about being a pioneer. So for you, Shantae, it really is about crafting your lane, going your way. I was thinking of Usher's album, My Way. And this life for you really yeah. is about like standing firm in that and having this next level self-belief. And that will always push you forward. And so we've spoken before and you have my full natal chart. And based on that, do you have any indication of what 2023 will look like for me or what I should be aware of or mm. kind of what things I can expect to happen in the year? The, the main piece for you is Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of wisdom. It's the planet of travel. It's a planet of luck as well. It's really about living your truth. Um, and that is going to be crossing your sun in March. So depending, obviously, the time that you were born, we basically calculate the timings of when you're going to be most influenced by the planets. So for you, you're already kind of feeling this energy because Jupiter's um, in Aries now, but it will cross into your sun in March. But it's really about a whole new lease of life. It's a new beginning taking all the creative seeds that you've been planting and like going full force in it. Um, and it's not about relying on anything outside of yourself. And it's about doubling into your genius. Because I think with transits like these, it happens every 12 years. So it's not a common transit to have. And it really is a time where we recognize what we really want to make happen for ourselves. So it's, it's yeah, you're not limited, basically. It's the limitless possibilities. And most importantly, will I fall in love this year? 
This is what this is what oh. I'm looking for. Is this my is this my year to find, or am I just going to be a lone genius blazing her path this year? Come to my office and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and for I guess the, a, a collective reading of sorts, mm. are there any moments in 2023 where kind of the planets will be influencing kind of everyone on Earth and? Mm all of our collective experiences yeah well um again and i'm sure we've heard it all before but in different mediums but it is still a year of change um and i definitely think it's about being flexible being a bit more mutable with that adapting um but also seeing the value in your own level of creativity seeing art as a form of healing um and also there's going to be some more structural reforms um i can i can see um in a way where it's a time to innovate it's a time to break away from tradition both personally but collectively um and i actually think mm-hmm. you know some of the tech layoffs that we had in 2022 we'll start seeing some interesting startups kind of arise particularly between the months of march and june but we'll see that story again unfold in 2024 um so we are in a time of oh. innovation for sure. Um, I'll even say relationship-wise, especially in the summer, because Venus will be in Leo in retrograde, um, which happens every 18 months. So this is a summer to really understand how am I invested heart-wise in my connections. And definitely when it comes to relational intelligence, it's based on how open we are to it is dependent on how soulful our relationships are so when it comes to even like eroticism there's going to be some explorations of that personally as well and in terms of the entire year can you kind of sum up in a collective mood or phrase how would you describe what 2023 is going to be like for us all I would say my phrase is love is liberation. Um, And I've really been inspired by the works of Bell Hooks. And again, um, there's other points in the year where we're going to see us more being aware of what roles we're playing in relationships, how we're showing up in our relationships, but also how are we honoring ourselves and not compromising ourselves in relation to another. Well, you heard it here first. 2023 is going to be the year of creativity and innovation. So thanks for listening. This is the last episode of series one. I can't believe it. And I hope you all enjoyed listening to me screaming in your ears every single week. I know that I've loved every single moment of it. And of course, this week's episode was produced by my favorite Pisces, Hattie Moyer, sound design by Virgo's Groove, Mal Lissetto, original music by my Aries in Crime, Axel Cucutier, and the executive producer is a gorgeous Gemini, Maz Eptad. We'll be back for series two very soon. Catch you guys later. Bye! This is The Guardian.